Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good evening. Good day. Welcome to the Mystic Show. And of course, I say that because there's people listening from all around the world. Some people are going to work. Some people are just finishing work. Some people are taking a break from work. Some people are probably awake in the middle of the night and they can't sleep and they turn on an episode of The Mystic Show. Well, I'm happy you could join me. My name is Chris Curran and uh, this is the show where we talk about all kinds of cool stuff, to put it plainly. Uh, We talk about spirituality, meditation, personal development, mindfulness, and uh, and I think you probably know this, but if, if you actually put into practice what we talk about on this show and sort of incorporate it into your life and, and put a little effort into it, it'll make a huge difference in your spiritual development. Pretty much guaranteed. Because it's really based on you, your attitude and um, your level of knowing. We're going to... I can't wait to read this section of the book today because uh, it's it's about that. Um, but we are live every morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream. Um, and then we archive every show as a podcast in three different places. You can get it in iTunes, you can get it on Stitcher, and you can go to our website. And our website is www.themysticshow.net. And every single one of our previous episodes is on our website. You can search by a lot of keywords and they're all tagged and it's, it's pretty cool actually. You can also find links to our social media and links to the Fractal Stream to hear us live. Uh, And we'd like to just quickly thank our sponsor again, Pause Your Life. Their website is pauseyourlife.org, pauseyourlife.org. If you just want to hit that pause button in your life and stop, or maybe not stop, maybe pause, (laughs) right? It's not a full stop. Even, I don't know, even death is not a full stop, right? Maybe not. If there's anyone listening who is already dead, (laughs) if you want to call in, (laughs) tell us what it's like. All right. Anyhow, uh, so let's get right to it. I am really happy about this uh, passage we're going to read today from the book we're reading from, which is called Your Invisible Power by Genevieve B. Rend. And it was published uh, in the 1920s, I believe. And, um, yeah, she studied with Thomas Troward, who was um, uh, the most well-known mental scientist at the time, kind of like in the New Thought movement. And he never took on students, but she was his only student, the author of this book, Genevieve Biren. And we've been reading the whole book, and it's really about visualization, manifestation, Understanding how your mind interacts with the infinite potential and how our thoughts are actually the things that um, turn the turn the potential into the actual, 
It's all done. It starts with our thought. And that's actually the, the purpose of our mind. And this section we're going to read today is just, this is, uh, man, it, the, this book gets better and better as it goes. And really, we're almost done. Actually, after this section, there's one, actually, yeah, there's only like three more s- small sections. So we're almost done with this book. And we're going to have to find a new book. So let's get right into it. Let's start reading. Uh, This section is called Faith with Works, What It Has Accomplished. Faith with Works, What It Has Accomplished. It is said of Tyson, the great Australian millionaire, that the suggestion to make the desert land of Australia blossom as the rose, came to him from a modest little Australian violet while he was working as a bushman for something like three shillings a day. He used to find these friendly little violets growing in certain places in the woods, and something in the flower touched something akin to itself in the mind of Tyson. And he would sit on the side of his bunk at night and wonder how flowers and vegetable life could be given an opportunity to express itself in the desert land of Australia. No doubt he realized that it would take a long time to save enough money to put irrigating ditches in the desert lands. But his thought and feeling were sure it could be accomplished. And if it could be done, he could do it. If there was a power within himself that was able to capture the idea, then there must be a responsive power within the idea itself that could bring itself into a practical physical manifestation. He resolutely put aside all questions as to the specific ways and means which would be employed in bringing his desire into physical manifestation, and simply kept his thought centered upon the idea of making fences and seeing flowers and grass where none existed. Since the responsiveness of reproductive creative power is not limited to any local condition of mind, his habitual meditation and mental picture set his ideas free to roam in an infinitude and attract to themselves other ideas of a kindred nature. Therefore, it was not necessary for Tyson to wait and see his ideas and desires fulfilled until he had saved from his three shillings a day enough money to irrigate the land. For his ideas found other ideas in the financial world which were attuned in sympathy with themselves and doors of finance were quickly opened. All charitable institutions are maintained upon the principle 
of the responsiveness of life. If this were not true, no one would care to give, simply because another needed. The law of demand and supply, cause and effect, can never be broken. Ideas attract to themselves kindred ideas. Sometimes they come from a flower, a book, or out of the invisible. You are sitting or walking, intent upon an idea not quite complete as to the ways and means of fulfillment, and behold, along comes another idea. From no one can tell where and finds friendly lodging with your idea, one idea attracting another, and so on until your desires are physical facts. You may feel the necessity for an improvement in your finances and wonder how this increase is to be brought about. When there seems suddenly to come from within the idea that everything had its birth in thought, even money, and your thoughts turn their course. You simply hold to the statement or affirmation that the best and all there is, is yours. Since you are able to capture ideas from the infinite through the instrument of your intuition, you let your mind rest upon that thought, knowing full well that this very thought will respond to itself. Your inhibition of the thought of doubt and feeling of anxiety enables the reassuring ideas to establish themselves and attract to themselves I can and I will ideas which gradually grow into physical form of the desire in mind. In the conscious use of the universal power to reproduce your desires in physical form, three facts should be borne in mind. First, all space is filled with a creative power. Second, this creative power is amenable to suggestion. Third, it can only work by deductive methods. As Troward tells us, this last is an exceedingly important point, for it implies that the action of the ever-present creative power is in no way limited by precedent. It works according to the essence of the spirit of the principle. In other words, this universal power takes its creative direction from the word you give it. Once man realizes this great truth, it becomes the most important of all his consideration with what character this sensitive reproductive power is invested. It is the unvarying law 
of this creative life principle that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you realize the truth that the only creative power can be to you only what you feel and think it to be, it is willing and able to meet your demands. Troward says, If you think your thought is powerful, then your thought is powerful. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, is the law of life. And the creative power can no more change this law than an ordinary mirror can reflect back to you a different image than the object you hold before it. As you think so you are does not mean as you tell people you think or as you would wish the world to believe you think. It means your innermost thoughts, that place where no one but you knows. None can know the Father save the Son, and no one can know the Son but the Father. Only the reproductive creative spirit of life knows what you think until your thoughts become physical facts and manifest themselves in your body, your brain, or your affairs. Then everyone with whom you come into contact may know, because the Father, the intelligent creative energy, which heareth in secret, hears your most secret thoughts, rewards you openly, reproduces your thoughts in physical form. As you think you know, that is what you become, should be kept in the background of your mind constantly. This is watching and praying without ceasing. And when you are not quite feeling up to par to physically pray. And that's the end of that section. And let's take a quick break here on The Mystic Show. One of these days I'm gonna sit down and write a long letter To all the good friends I've known And I'm gonna try To thank them all for the good times together Though so apart we've grown One of these days I'm gonna sit down and write a long letter To all the good friends I've known One of these days One of these days 
Well, we're back with the Mystic Show. Thank you to Neil Young for that uh, little musical interlude. It's called One of These Days. That's Neil Young. Thanks, Neil Young. And yeah, we're back with the Mystic Show. Happy you could join me. And um, we just read that section from the book Your Invisible Power, and this was a great one. Um, One of the points that jumped out at me was this whole idea that um, basically if you think your thought is powerful, then your thought is powerful. And this, that I agree with that. And I also, there's a larger uh, scope of that as well. It's been my thought in life so far, that whatever people think is their reality, then that's their reality. And I think this is, and sometimes people change their thought of what reality is, and then their reality is different, right? That's part of the experiment of life. Um, but I've seen this mostly in um, different, let's say, religions, where people believe certain things or, you know, they wear certain garments or, you know, certain days of the year they get in a circle and chant or, you know, whatever, whatever religions do, which is totally fine. Um, But if you pull back, you know, if you zoom out a little and kind of look at everything, you realize that, I mean, everyone's just a human being. And... Every day is sacred. I don't know if there's one day that's more sacred than any other. Is there? Maybe there is. I don't know. I happen to think not. Because, well, this goes even deeper, that everything is in the present moment anyway. There is no past or future, really. It's... They, we might have an idea of them, but they're not real. The only thing real is right now. And the right now is always sacred, is always perfect, beautiful, uh, pregnant with opportunity, potential. So I really, you know, at times when I was more, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I think when I started out on my spiritual journey, I was a little more cynical and, uh, and I kind of made a joke that I would start a religion where, you know, every Thursday morning for four hours, we would all wear like, you know, yellow paper hats and, you know, recite certain words and I don't know, just something ridiculous that just, (laughs) you know, just to kind of, uh, well, I was really venting my own stuff and uh but anyway i vented it it got out so now i don't have to say ridiculous things like that but but that was my the idea behind it was was simple that whatever we believe is true it is true for us like if you believe there's no afterlife or if you believe that death is really just final and that's it then maybe that's what it is for you (laughs) but if you believe that life is just one step in the ladder and when when you die, you're going to go on to the next level, the next grade, you know, you're going to, 
You're going to go from high school into college or something. So it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like the Matrix, actually. But we create our we create our own construct of the universe, our own reality, and that. And the thing is, we usually, because when we're young, we don't know this. We usually just subscribe to other people's view of reality. We just take what our parents and what the society says, and we say, "Okay, yeah, that's what I believe." Because we want to fit in, and you know, we're learning. When you're young, you you don't you're just learning. You you know. You're not wise when you're when you're a little kid. You just go along and and do the best you can. But later in life, if you think about it, um, each of us does not have to subscribe to any belief system or uh, set of rules or observances. You can make your own, or you could subscribe to anyone you want. It's totally up to you, right? So that was a that was a great uh, reading, and, and I think that's such a deep topic. It's it's hard to understand it too because each of us we're already in, we have we've already constructed our world, <laughs> and uh, so it's kind of hard to admit that there's other worlds and the, and they could be better. That's one thing about change. That's the hardest thing about change is that if you if you've been doing something for like 20 years and you kind of know you should change and then, but you don't really want to change because the moment you change, it's almost like admitting that you, you've been wrong for the last 20 years. <laughs> and who wants to admit, yeah, I was wrong for the last 20 years. Yep. I was, I was living, <laughs> I wasn't living the right way for 20 years. I mean, that's hard for some people to admit. I didn't have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't have a problem admitting that I've done a lot of dumb things and I have was not living properly and all that. And I'm still doing that, probably. But 10 years from now, we'll look back and say, oh yeah, see what I was doing, right? Anyway. Um, yep, and then just real quick, the whole other idea with uh, Tyson, the, the, the man she mentioned, Tyson, the great Australian millionaire... He wanted to make the desert land of Australia blossom as the rose. And he just saw this little violet and the violet spoke to him. And then he thought, you know, we could, you know, we could make, uh, we could grow violets and, and, and other, you know, wildflowers in, in the desert. And, but then he didn't think about how he just kept the idea in his mind and it attracted his thought attracted another thought, which was one from the finance world. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure he met someone with money who bought into the idea. And bam, there it is. So he didn't have to save all his money to do it. He just attracted another person. It just goes to show, and I think one of the main points of this book, which is called Your Invisible Power, is that if we center our thoughts on the goal... We don't have to worry about the how, because the universe will take care of that, because that's what the universe does. And you are part of the universe. Your mind, being a center of divine operation, your mind gives form 
to the universal potential. So it's almost like the ocean. You can go to the ocean and, you know, you could take out 500 gallons of water. You could do whatever you want with it. You could freeze it. You could do anything. You could boil it and take the salt out of it and drink it. Or you could take a shower with it, right? So the ocean is like the potential. It's just water. You, as a human being, can take that water and do something with it. So in essence, that's kind of how I view her message is that there's an infinite potential and our mind is the our mind is like the lens that focuses that potential and creates something concrete. All right. Now, if you're listening to the Mystic Show, then you're not an average person. <laughs> I I don't think you are. If you're listening to this, <laughs> um and I want to read a quick um passage from our other book, 365 Dao, Daily Meditations by Dengming Dao. And this passage is called Muteness. Muteness. And uh, I'll just read it real quick. The more you dwell in the spirit, the farther you are from common ways. If you want to speak of Dao's wonders... Few will listen. If you spend a long period of time in study and self-cultivation, you will enter Tao. By doing so, you will also enter a world of extraordinary perceptions. You experience unimaginable things, receive thoughts and learning as if from nowhere, Perceive things that could be classified as prescient. Yet, if you try to communicate what you experience, there is no one to understand you. No one who will believe you. The more you walk this road, the farther you are from the ordinary ways of society. You may see the truth, but you will find that people would rather listen to politicians, performers, and charlatans. If you are known as a follower, follower of Tao, people may seek you out. But they are seldom the ones who will truly understand Tao. They are people who would exploit Tao as a crutch. To speak to them of the wonders you have seen is often to engage in a futile bout of miscommunication. That is why it is said that those who know do not speak. Why not simply stay quiet? Enjoy Tao as you will. Let others think you are dumb. Inside yourself, you will know the joy of Tao's mysteries. If you meet someone who can profit by your experience, you should share. But if you are merely a wanderer in a crowd of strangers, it is wisdom to be silent. And that's the end of that passage. And that's why I said you're not an average person, because if you're studying spirituality, 
you are uh uh, the more you walk this road, the farther you are from the ordinary ways of society. And I believe that's because you're actually making progress and growing spiritually. And the author also says about talking to others, most people who come to learn spirituality, um, he says they use it as a crutch. And they want to exploit it. They want to use it for its power or something. So, well, we're all in the same family. <laughs> I mean, we everyone is anyway, but, uh, but I'm happy you could listen to The Mystic Show, and I'm happy you're into these topics as well. Um, you can go on our website. You can actually comment on any of these posts, any of the shows. If you have a comment or a question, do that. It's uh, www.themysticshow.net. And, you know, you can see all our past episodes. You can connect with us on social media. Well, it's been a great show, and I'm happy you could join me. Um, as you move through your day, keep some of this in mind. Maybe make some notes if you have an idea. Jot it down. And maybe you can tell someone else about these ideas or maybe invite them to listen to the mystic show well as always keep shining